0: I'm curious, does anyone else have an ongoing war in your mind, right? Maybe struggling with uh, with thoughts. You, you go into a, your place of work and, and dealing with customers or a relationship where, you know, you're just always kind of questioning or, or um, self-advocacy. Um, I battle in my mind constantly between the ideas of, like, faith and fear. Like, I want to trust God, but sometimes those those fears kind of grip me, and I struggle to even let go, right, to let go and let God take over. I walk in, and one minute I feel totally spiritually confident, right? Uh, God is with me. He's prepared me for this moment. He's... Um, He's equipped me for what he's called me to do, and there's purpose and there's meaning for my life, and, and I know that he's here, and I know he's walking this journey with me. And in the very next moment, crippling insecurities paralyze me sometimes. You see, the mind is a battlefield and We are jumping into this brand new series. I believe that most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. We finished up this last series. um, We were in a series on Ephesians where we were doing a deep dive and we were talking. We finished Ephesians chapter 6. You probably know it. Uh, Paul deals a lot with um, spiritual warfare and what's going on there. We could talk about that for a year and still not adequately discuss all everything surrounding spiritual warfare. But as I was praying about where we were headed in our studies, a couple of things kept coming up. Number one was that I believe our minds are a a uniquely vulnerable place where the enemy likes to just come in and attack. I don't know about you guys, but, man, sometimes I'm just, I sense him, like, uh, you know, influencing my thoughts and, um, and, you know, causing fear or frustration or, um or, or anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. Um, and so at least for me, it's, this is something that's been a real thing in my life, especially as of recent. And second is as I've been um, talking with you guys and kind of getting to know you and, and learning about what's going on in your life and the things you're struggling with and, and, and fighting for and things like that, I believe Mental health is an insanely relevant conversation for us to be jumping into right now. Now, we're going to talk a lot about psychology and neuroscience and stuff like that. um, But that is not the foundation of this series, right? This is not a a self-help kind of a thing that we're jumping into. The idea here is that God's word is living and powerful. and, And God wants to transform our minds. We know that he does and that is gonna be the foundation of what we're digging into. But I do want to inform you, I am not a psychologist. I am not a neuroscientist. I'm not even gonna try to be. So as we go through the series, I'm actually, um, my wife is a graduate of Denver Seminary's um, uh, counseling and psychology program. And so I'm actually leaning on her. She's gonna give us a perspective of like psychology and neuroscience as, um, by video. So by video, but she'll, she'll be chiming in whenever it's relevant for our discussion. I just like, you know, I'm just, that's not my forte, and I don't want to talk knowledgeably about something that I'm just not, right? So I'm going to stick with the Bible stuff, and she's going to help us with the uh, psychology stuff. So um, if that's okay, we're going to jump into this, and I'm excited because we are not defined by our mental health. We are not defined by our mental health. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, there is crazy stuff. I turned on the news, and they were talking about, you know, the Delta variant spiking, and I immediately sensed, like, anxiety rising in me, right? Because last year, for me at least, and, and I know a lot of you guys, was traumatic, was traumatic. And, um, and a lot of us came out of that with, with um, lots of fears and anxieties and, and uncertainties about the world. And um, as soon as I heard that piece of news, I was like, man, I don't want to go back to that. This is terrible. And um, yeah, I think God wants to transform the way that we think. We see it so much in scripture. It's not pop psychology. God really wants to transform the ways that we think. And his word is powerful not only just to help us. But to transform our mind with truth. So, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. If you guys want to go ahead and turn there, um, I'm just doing a quick topic intro tonight, um, and then we'll jump into small group. And then next week, I think we'll be back to like our normal protocol where we have worship and, uh, and all of that. So, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. Sorry, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What does this sound familiar to you? It sounds familiar to Ephesians 6 that we were talking about last week. And that's why I thought, man, this is, this is a perfect segue into this discussion because we are fighting a spiritual battle, right? We talked about that. We talked about how we can fight in this spiritual warfare. And one of those battlefields that we are going to fight on constantly is the battlefield of our minds, This word here um, in verse 4, power to demolish, divine power to demolish strongholds. This word in the Greek is dunamis, and it's where we get our word dynamite from. So it's this explosive power. Paul is trying to encourage us that this isn't just like, you know, strength, right? Strengthen our, our, our own strength or anything like that. He's saying this is explosive power. That's why... The effect on the strongholds is not like it knocks it down. It's not like it it, uh, knocks it over. Um, It demolishes strongholds. The power that these weapons that we fight with that are not of this world demolish strongholds. We talked about... um, some of the the weapons that we fight with. We talked about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we talked about prayers, how we go to battle in in these spiritual battles that we fight. And uh, we talked about praying in the spirit. So you have the word of the spirit and you have prayer in the spirit, which Paul talks about in Ephesians 6. What's the common denominator there? The spirit, right? The spirit is our source of power as we are engaging in these spiritual battles, right? The spirit is our source of power. That's where this dunamis comes from. So this word stronghold, we don't really talk about it. We don't really use it a whole lot. It's kind of, there's some biblical language there, but we don't really know what it is. But basically these cities, right, you would have a city and right in the center of the city would be this fortress, and these fortresses are, are typically, they have like 20-foot thick walls. And as a city is being sieged, what would happen is, is they would transfer all the leadership and the military leaders and the, the high-priority uh, captives and that they can use for negotiation. They would put them in this stronghold. Guys, the enemy wants to attack your mind. He wants to attack your mind and create strongholds of lies and manipulations. And what he wants to do, it's not like an immediate thing. He wants to shape the way that you think. He wants to shape the way that you think until you're a prisoner of lies and believe these things. You can't trust anyone, you'll never succeed. You're always going to be broke. You're never going to find a good relationship. God doesn't even hear your prayers. God doesn't even care about you. You're never going to make a difference. You're never going to amount to anything. He wants us imprisoned to those lies. So how do we do battle in our minds? This particular battlefield. We demolish these arguments. 2 Corinthians 5. 10.5, we demolish these arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You see, I believe that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, Both science and scripture agree on this. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you think you can't do something, you probably won't. Versus if you think that you can, by the grace of God, you probably will. If you dwell on your problems, most likely your problems are going to overwhelm you, right? Versus if you look for solutions, If you believe there are solutions out there, you're probably going to find those solutions. If you're convinced that you're a victim, you're likely going to be a victim, right? If you see yourself as an overcomer in the power of Christ, you're probably going to overcome. In so many cases, I think the life that we have is such a reflection of the thoughts that we think. I know that's been true many times in my own life. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So question for you. Are you excited about where your thoughts are taking you tonight? You see, if I were answering this question, I don't know that I could answer it in the positive. Because um, just to be a little vulnerable with you guys, and this is part of why we're jumping into this. um, Back in April, some of you guys remember I got COVID and ended up in The hospital and uh, there was a moment, I don't don't know if on the outside if I was actually in trouble. (laughs) I felt like I was in trouble. There was a moment where like my oxygen levels dropped and I thought I was dying and I was like we need to go to the ER and so my wife took me to the ER and I ended up in the hospital and um, it was a pretty scary moment, right? But within like a week after getting out of the hospital, um Jessa was out of town and I was in bed sleeping and I woke up and my right leg was throbbing and i, I immediately thought about like blood clots right so that's was something that they they uh, want you to watch out for and I immediately thought I was dying like my leg was throbbing so bad i I thought I was dying it's in the middle of the night and I'm pacing my my house back and forth and i'm I'm really trying to figure out okay should i should I go to the hospital should I not go to the hospital and I finally got enough um I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm um, with it enough that I can drive myself to the ER. So I drove myself to the ER. I throw up twice in the parking lot. <laughs> Terrible, right? Sorry. But I walk in the door and like within 30 minutes I was fine. And the doctor said, you're having a panic attack. You're having an anxiety attack. Guys, I've never experienced anything like this in my whole life. <laughs> I've always been, if you know me, a lot of you guys have known me for a few years, like I've been a really laid back person my whole life. Like God just wired me to be just chill about everything and then all of a sudden I am experiencing like anxiety and I don't like that because it's like this place of fear. My mind starts to, to, to take me to places like just thinking about the worst possible things and And uh, the doctor said, hey, this is a pretty normal thing for people who have experienced, you know, a really, really, really scary situation and and things like that. And and so I just want to invite you guys on this journey with me. It's going to be a learning process, a journey together where we can jump into this and figure out what God's word says about how to win this war in our minds. So a couple of thoughts. First off. Let's do some hard work tonight. We're gonna jump into small groups here in just a few minutes. Let's do some hard work and and talk through this. And really, um, I'd really love it if in our small groups, if it can be like a really safe place to share with each other, right? So whatever's talked about in our small groups stays in our small groups. And um, and I'd love it if um, if we can just be vulnerable with each other and authentic with each other. Um, But what I'd like to do is I'd I'd love for us to try to identify that biggest stronghold that's holding us back, holding you back. Maybe it's a belief about yourself that you're just not good enough. Maybe it's an inability to just trust people. Maybe it's a belief that you're never going to be good with money or that your past is too bad for God to forgive or maybe never being in a job that's fulfilling. All my relationships are toxic. These beliefs, these strongholds, these places where the enemies come in and set up a stronghold and and, um, I believe that these strongholds, these thoughts, they impact the very chemical makeup of our minds. Check out this video.
1: My name is Jessa, and I have my master's in clinical mental health counseling, and I'm beyond excited to be with you today talking about the way our thoughts are connected to neuroscience. Each of our thoughts are connected to the neurochemicals in our brains. Basically what happens is that when we have a thought, it creates a surge of dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that enables us to go ahead and feel good. For instance, I get a text from Crispy, or as you know him, John, and I feel so excited and happy. That's dopamine. I go ahead and I walk into a clean kitchen, and I feel that peace and just just ability to rest, and I feel happy in the midst of that. Well, that's dopamine as well. Or I go outside and I play with my dog at the dog park and I see him with all these other dogs running all over the place. And I just am so happy. That's dopamine. You see, dopamine is a powerful neurochemical that our brain produces when we have thoughts happy the next thing i would like to share with you about our thoughts is that when we have a thought it's easier to have that same thought again it's almost like a map that you continually follow i don't know if you're like me but when i go to the grocery store i take the same route every single time and the same thing with thoughts it creates neural pathways within the brain so when you have one thought it starts creating that neural pathway and then you think that thought again and it makes that neuropathway stronger. This happens with positive thoughts where you're thinking positive things about yourself, about other people, but the same thing is with negative thoughts where when you have one negative thought and then you have that same negative thought again, because of these neuropathways, it gets easier and easier to go to that default mode of thinking negatively. And so thoughts are really powerful and thoughts are really important to see the impact that they not only have on us emotionally and physically but also the impact neurochemically. Another example is lies. I think we often think about lies as things that we tell ourselves that has a layer of untruth and yet oftentimes because of these neuropathways lies that we believe can actually seem like the truth. And so one way that we can go ahead and fight that is through the neuropsychological process of looking at where those lies are, what those lies are, and then looking at the truth. And so basically looking at where those lies are located and then building new neuropathways to the truth. I really hope that this information just helps you to be able to understand the way that the brain works and how the brain is so connected to our thoughts. With that, I can't wait to see you next week.
0: Yeah, she's goofy. She's also a huge nerd and way smarter than I am. So power to the nerds in the room. Um, Yeah, gosh. Good information, right? Paul didn't have to be a psychologist to realize thoughts are powerful. And we need to take them captive and submit them to Christ. With God's help, we're going to renew our minds. We're going to try to stay off that old path I was thinking about. Like you walk out your door into your front yard and you just take this path back and forth for a 100 days. What happens, Right? You wear a path in your front yard. We're going to stay off that old path. We're going to try to create a new path. So a couple of things that I want to challenge you this evening to do, and then we'll jump into small groups. Number one is identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. Identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back. And number two is name that truth that demolishes that lie. Name that truth that demolishes that stronghold. The lie puts you into spiritual bondage, right? And applying truth to that lie demolishes that stronghold and sets you free. And it takes time. It's a process. But um, but we're committed to doing this uh, together. So uh, let me just pray for us. And then uh, I'd love for you guys to jump into small groups of three to five. And there are papers right here that have all the questions, so as you jump in, maybe pick somebody in your group to come up and grab some papers. Father, thank you so much that we can um, learn from your word. It's amazing, amazing as we dig into your word and we see how relevant it is, even for this day and age when we have incredible science, God, so many people believe that science, is, is, uh, science and your word and your truth are mutually exclusive and they can't both be true at the same time. And I, I believe that that's absolutely false. We see, God, so many times where we discover things in science that that support things that we've learned in your scripture, your word, and we see that it's living and it's true and it's relevant even for this day. So God, help us to lean into this. Help us to really uh, dig deep in and. God, I just pray that you would, your Holy Spirit would help us to discern where maybe the enemy set up a stronghold in our mind. I know mine has been, God, just feeling insufficient and feeling like I'm never going to be enough and and struggling with that. And and God, you have given truth to that. Father, I just pray the same over each person here. God, help us to connect with each other and build relationships as we share and be vulnerable and authentic with each other. In Jesus' name, amen.